What is going on, Suns fans? Justin here, and with me as always is my podcasting partner, Paul. Ayo, away. And welcome to this episode of Fanning the Flames, the least consistent but best-looking Phoenix Suns podcast <laughs> out there. Am I right? Am I right? I'll take it. I'll take it as well. We're here for the fans. That's you guys. And we're definitely better-looking than this solo fan. And it's by the fans. <laughs> that's us. Oh, that's accurate. That's just that's fair. That's fair. Anyway, as always, Love intro and outro music is prevented, pre- prevented, presented by Park and Main. Check them out over at parkandmain.bandcamp.com. We are a little rusty because it's been a month. I know. A month. It's been ridiculous. That is a super, super long time, even for us. I know. Even for us. Yeah, but we're sorry. In, in case you forget who we are, you can catch me on Twitter, Matt Sosa's J. Paul. I'm still at Dervish of World. And the pod is at FanTheFlamesNBA. I'm happy to actually remember that. Uh, give us a follow or hit, up, hit us up there on Twitter. Fanning the Flames also available on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, etc., etc. BrightSideOfTheSun.com. I feel like we should have said that for years. on this podcast for the past three years, and we never have. Yes, BrightSideOfTheSun.com. So, Paul. Yeah. What's going on this past month? Anything? Um, a lot. Some stuff? Some stuff. Okay. Suns have played some games. Okay. Lost more than they've won. Yeah. John Ayton was back. Now he's gone. Momentarily. 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 But, 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 yeah. but, but, before we get into any of that. Yeah. There's more pressing matters to pay attention to. And that is... Bright Side Night! Bright Side Night. Bright Side Night back for, I don't know, like the 37th year in a row, right? Something like that? Something like that, yeah. Four, yeah, maybe? It's, it's an institution. Yeah, exactly. Paul, why don't you yeah. tell the folks about Bright Side Night? All right, Bright Side Night. If you don't know, it's brightsideofthesun.com, hooking up with the Suns to send as many underprivileged Utes to their Did first... Did you say Utes? Utes. What's a Ute? Have you ever seen my cousin Vinny? Are you serious? Like, yes, Two that's what I was just... Jesus Christ, go on. Sorry. I don't know. I just know they call them Utes. I don't know the whole quote. You know me in quotes. I gotta write them down. Go on. Go on. Anyways. Um, sending as many underprivileged kids to their first basketball game, which will be the Suns against the Kings on January 7th? Yes, January 7th. So what we're what Brightside's trying to do, Dave King put this together. Um, he's like one of the things he's most proud of in his life, maybe more so than his kids. Um, wow, <laughs> wow, go on, but wow. For for nine dollars, you can get you can if you donate nine dollars, you can send a kid to a game, and then in increments of whatever. If you just have nine bucks, one ticket, great, awesome. But if you got more money than that, feel free to donate as much as you want. Um, if you, I believe as you said, 90 bucks, you're going to get an upper level ticket to the game for yourself. Two tickets, upper level, $225, get lower level tickets. And there's a whole bunch of other stuff in there. Check it out on brightside.com. Apparently there's some raffles for jerseys now. I don't know if you saw that. I did not. Yeah. Like, but it's like, if you start donating now, so our donation doesn't count for the raffle. But we're also employees, so I think it might... <laughs> I don't know. If that I don't works. think we... Are we... Are, are, technically, we're independent contractors, actually. <laughs> technically, Paul, but... read but the you, contracts, bro. All right. Yeah. Is it, did you cover it all? I think so. Yeah? 
Okay. So, BrightSideSun.com. Yeah, so, yes. Go donate, and check it out. Donate. Donate if you can. It's always it's, fun. It's an awesome cause. Uh, it's a good time going out there to the game, and it's fun. If you do happen to be at the game, seeing all the kids uh, there for their for their first for their first game, um, and this year, you know, it's better than the past few years that they've been doing it because there's something more exciting to look yeah. at on the court. So, no, it's it's an absolutely great cause, and if hopefully, you can do it, do all it. our injured players will be back by then. Right. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully. Okay. So let's get into it then. Let's get yeah. now. We got we got the bright side stuff out. We got ourselves back into. The groove, if you will, since we've been gone we'll for see. so long. Yeah, it's it's much of the same. I mean, you know, nothing really Did we ever really had a groove? Our groove is our groove. That's it. So, anyway. Yeah. We've got a few different topics we're going to go through today. Yeah. I want to, I want to, I want to, I want to run through them because one of them is near and dear to my heart for the past 25 minutes since we came up with this idea. It, it's um, great. Yeah. It, I, I'm so proud. <laughs> I mean, this, this is, you're... The thing you brought into the world best, better than your kids. Look at Paul just comparing <laughs> everybody to their children today. Okay, so what we're first going to talk about before we get into that, yeah. we're going to talk about DeAndre Ayton. He's back. He was back. He's missing the game tomorrow night. It's this thing has been circulating, circulating around about whether DeAndre Ayton passes the eye test. I take umbrage with that, and we'll discuss why. Then after that, what we're going to get into... Dun, dun, are what dun. we like to call the Malcolm Mackey Awards. All right. And they are the Malcolm Mackey Awards because they are awards we're going to give out to various Suns players for their performances or lack thereof so far this season through 27 games and Malcolm Mackey being the most famous of the two. Of the two. <laughs> and when I say famous, I mean I I, I recognize his name quicker uh, of the Suns players who have worn the number twenty seven. So we'll get into the Malcolm Mackey Awards, and then maybe we'll get another stuff. So let's delve into first DeAndre Ayton. All right. So rookie season, mm-hmm. everyone thinks he you know played horribly, even though he had a, a historic he had an historic rookie season. Yes. He plays his first game of the year, played, I believe, 24 minutes, scored 18 points, got 12 rebounds, gets suspended. Yeah. We don't need to get into how everyone thinks that DeAndre Ayton should be, I don't know, like, held on a pedestal equal to, like, the President of the United States when it comes to this kind of stuff. We don't need to get into that. But let's get into his first game back, and I guess we can also pay attention to the last season, too, because I'm assuming that people that discuss this whole eye test thing are contemplating what they saw with said eyes last season. But I hear a lot of chatter about DeAndre not passing the eye test. Okay. Paul, I have two questions. Okay. One, what the hell is an eye test and how does that ev- how is that even a thing? And two, whatever it may be, does he pass it? So, what I what I take the eye test to mean in my opinion cuz to an extent I kind of agree with it. I know you take umbrage with it, but I'll play a little devil's advocate, but it's not truly devil's advocate because I do kind of agree with it. <laughs> just, just an advocate. <laughs> no, just an advocate. <laughs> so I think it has to do more so with what people want a star center to be on the court and how he plays. And I think a lot of it comes down to with Aiton 
specifically aggression. Like you want and you want guys to kind of physically dominate. You are this imposing seven foot tall person. You should be able to throw your body around and assert your will on the court. And Aiton, Aiton's game's a little bit more finesse. Mm-hmm. Except he kind of he has the talent and the athleticism f- to be explosive. He just doesn't. He settles for that mid-range jumper. There are so many times that last season and in the couple in the two games he's played this season where I was like, "Dude, dunk that! Don't just lay it up." Or you could have posted that guy up instead of like stepping back to take that that jumper. You know, assert that physical will that you can, and he, you could dominate even, you could dominate. Whereas he's, because he's relying on this more finesse game, he's, like, not taking advantage of the, what he could do best. But you're making an assumption, right? You're assuming he could be better if he dominated and played more physical, but do we know that's the case? No, no we don't. We don't I mean, know that with him specifically, but, but that but that's that's where the concern comes in that he's not passing the eye test. Because if he can't like all the best centers can do that. You sure? Most of them can. He <laughs> said all. Okay, tell me one who doesn't. I wouldn't say that, uh, let's see here, present time or in the past? How about this? Modern is, era. Is, 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 is Joel Embiid really a physical player? He's much more physical than Nathan. But is he really a physical player? Yes. Does he dominate using his physicality? Yes. I disagree. Watch I disagree. I disagree. I feel like we're in a different era of the NBA. You want him to be, I mean, okay, how about this? What if what if he played with the physicality of Bill Lambeer and also the stats of Bill Lambeer? Would you feel better about it then? That's I'm not talking about he's gonna like smack everybody around. I'm talking about he's gonna like think Anthony Davis, think um Carl Anthony Towns. They can go down low, they can take the ball, they can put it in the hole, and it doesn't matter what any other player does to them. Did to you get say it did you say Carl Anthony Towns and Anthony Davis? I thought you said I don't know why. I thought you said Carl Malone. I wasn't really listening Car- to you. Carl Malone's a good example too. Yeah, but Car- <laughs> but it's a different era. It's but a, yeah, right. completely different era. But um you know he t- he threw out there that I mean when Aiton throws out there, hey we can be Shaq and Kobe 2.0, that puts an idea in your head of how he's gonna operate on the court. Okay. You know, hold on. You know, actually, it's interesting that you mentioned Shaq. Um, so let, let, me, let me run one quick thing by you here, and I want to get your opinion on this. So DeAndre Ayton, his rookie year, averaged better than 16 points a game, better than 10 rebounds a game, shot better than 58 point, 58% from the field per game, right? right? Can you identify for me what other rookies have done that? No, because I haven't looked at the stats. None. Okay. Zero. Zero. 
can you identify for me who's done that at some point in their career? No. Guys like Shaq. Guys like Wilt Chamberlain. Guys like Dwight Howard might not be the best example, but it's the first one that I just saw on my screen. <clears throat> point being, this whole eye test thing is absurd. If you have a player that is putting up statistics that are historically great and putting up statistics that nobody should be within reason complaining about because you assume he's going, he could be better if he was more physical, I, I, I just don't get it. Like, the eye test versus what he's actually doing in, in a small sample size. Because we've only seen two games this year. Yes, this is, yes, we've only seen two games this year. And he played limited the first game. He and hurt he himself in the second game. Played limited the second game. So I, I feel like this whole he doesn't pass the eye test thing, it, it, it's, 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 it's ridiculous. Oh, I, what I'm, I'm saying last season it was something that frustrated me about him was there was a level of, like, you can take this guy and you're not. You're making it harder on yourself because you're taking a, a lower percentage shot because that's what it appears when you're watching the game is like, you've got this guy on you. I know I've seen the athleticism in you is it's, it was very, I mean, I don't want to put this out there, but it was very, at times it was reminiscent of Alex Len of like, mm. I'm going to, I'm going to stop this recording right now. We're done. Don't you ever, <laughs> don't you ever <laughs> compare. I want to just stop at DeAndre Ayton. Anybody that's currently on the Suns to Alex Lang. <laughs> but go on. I'm just, just from the perspective of you get the ball, you're under the basket, and then you fail. When I know you can, if you, I know you can succeed at it. But you're not doing it. I feel like with that logic, though, if you say you get the ball, you're under the basket, and you fail, but then you're at the same time complaining about him, you know, taking face-up jumpers, which he's, again, 58%, better than 58% last year. Clearly, he's not really failing that much. I, it just, it, it, it doesn't make sense to me. It, it seems nitpicky at best. I'm not saying there's there's not a, a massive amount of nitpicking. Well, I mean, okay, how about this? I mean, do you... I get you're playing either advocate or devil's advocate here, but do you truly... Like, do you sit there and you look at eight and you'd be like, he's not that good because he doesn't pass the eye test, or he's not as good as he could be because he doesn't pass the eye test with me? I mean, I, I just don't get it. This is why Suns fans are difficult. Well, <laughs> Suns fans are difficult right now because we have a decade of shit and that's how we only know how to look at stuff we, all we know how to look at is pick up our pick up our flaws but that's all we've had is flaws so it's like you're saying you're basically saying like sons fans are all like the fat kid in high school who like got better looking in college but still couldn't uh couldn't enjoy the progress that they've made sure <laughs> Sure. Not speaking from personal experience or anything. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I, you know, okay, again. I, I, I look at this as, would I sit here and say I wouldn't like it if Aiton played more physical sometimes? Sure. But at the same time, I'm not going to sit there and be like, oh, he doesn't pass the eye test well, because okay. that's, that's so arbitrary too. Why would okay, we, again, look at the, look at the here's specific a question numbers? For you. Here's a question for you. Mm. 
Has Aiton once taken over a game? Yeah. When? Nuggets game last year. He scored 30 points in the first half. I don't remember that game. We were at it. We were? Yeah. Oh, no, you weren't there. I was, I was with Tony, I think. Yeah, was that with Tony? Yeah. Was that one right around this time? Yeah. 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 Yeah, I missed that one. And I would say, I would arguably, I would say he took over the third quarter yesterday before he got hurt. He came mm. out and I want to say scored the first seven, nine points, something like that for the Suns. Maybe a chunk of the first seven or nine points. Small, mm. small sample size, but you're talking about a guy who just came back well, from being. Out I'm just for saying, I, that taking over a game, I would like to see more consistent. I'm hoping it comes. Okay. It's. It, but, 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 but you're asking him to take over a game when he has Devin Booker on his team. And I get Booker wasn't playing yesterday, and he, Booker, he, and he, he showed some flashes of being able to take over a game. But you're going to ask DeAndre Ayton to take over a game when you have Devin Booker there? Why can't they be 1A and 1B? They, the combined, if those two guys can be playing at, can be taking over a game together with... So, okay. So let me, let me, let me then point out this fallacy in that. He hasn't had the opportunity to even try to do no, that. No, he has not. He has so, not. Back to the whole he doesn't pass the eye test thing. How can you say, how can anybody say he doesn't pass an eye test when he's played two games? Not even two full games. He didn't play the fourth quarter at all yesterday. Yeah. This season. Mm-hmm. He played four games last year. Obviously. I know. It's, 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 discussing anything with Aiton right now is, for this season is ridiculous because he's played two games. He got hurt in one. He looked great in the first one, particularly on the defensive end. And then in this next one, he's coming back from a suspension where the entire team had learned how to play together, and now he's the new guy, so there's an adjustment. How about we say it like this? In the very least, if someone's going to conclude... Anyone's doing this whole eye test thing. Can we at least agree that you have to give him a... 10 games back before you can really say he does or does not pass the eye test. And I'm not saying I agree that the eye test is a legit thing because it's not. It makes zero sense. But Except, you, can't, you, can't just, you can't just be like, okay, yeah, he doesn't pass the eye test because he eye test does not, not make zero sense. Because makes zero sense. So you're what, 100% zero. in analytics? Yes, I am. You didn't expect me to say it, did you? No, I did not. No, but I mean, stats are stats. Stats are stats, but there's all. The, you know, you know, you know, you know. I feel like people would have thought, you know, Devin Booker didn't pass the eye test before. I didn't hear any Suns fans complaining about that when he was a looter and a riot. When he was a bad, but sta- that's the good stats, stats, bad team guy. That's the stats. That's the stats guys saying he's a looter and a riot because he's a good stats, that, bad team guy. Is that, but is the that guys the who were watching guy? him were saying, "Oh no, there's a lot more here." That's he passed the eye test. He was, but he was. But the people who weren't watching the Suns were looking at the stats and going, they're losing all the time. He's scoring a lot of points. He's a looter in a riot. But I feel like you're saying the same thing just in a different way. Because it's ultimately what it comes down to is he's the players are performing. And regardless of what people say, whether they pass an eye test or not, the numbers show what they're truly capable of doing, what they are actually doing. Like, we're, we're, did Devin Booker's numbers lie? No. Then why, why, why are DeAndre Ayton's numbers lying? And on that note, maybe we'll take a break. 
Sure. Dickhead. <laughs> Next on the agenda, Paul. Yeah. As long as you're done calling me a dickhead. We good? Am I ever done calling you a dickhead? <laughs> you're not. Nobody else ever is. I don't know. What's the deal? What's, the, what's, what's going on? Anyway, okay. What's the deal with everyone calling you a dickhead? Was that like your Seinfeld right Yeah, it's horrible. That was really bad. <laughs> and don't call me a dickhead for that, because that was no, bad. No, bad. Anyway, okay. Let's get into the Malcolm Mackey Awards. Yeah. And for those of you listening at home, at the office, on the road, wherever you may be, if you don't know who Malcolm Mackey is, allow I don't know who Malcolm Mackey is. Really? You, like you ne- had you never heard of him before tonight? No. Okay. Well, Malcolm Mackey, as we already addressed, war number twenty-seven for the Phoenix. Yes. Sun. If you're not familiar with his illustrious career with the Suns, he was a first-round draft pick in nineteen ninety-three, twenty-seventh overall. He played a grand total of twenty-two games in one season, where he put up a phenomenal. 1.5 points per game, shooting 37% from the field, and literally everything else was less than one, so I'm not even going to say any of the rest of it. And then he played all over the world for the next, like, 15 years. Like, didn't play a full season in NBA, played 22 games, that was it. Yeah, it's um, that's impressive for a first-round pick to... Yeah, even like what? a like, even late first round pick, that's pretty crazy. You're right? gonna make you're gonna get through your full rookie contract. I mean, I don't remember how those contracts worked back in ninety three, ninety four, but people that are listening right now aren't weren't even alive then. Yeah. 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 Yeah, we 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 got we got some zoomers. Let's let's not get into that. I <laughs> I don't know what that is, but we'll we'll get into that at a different time. Um but uh yeah. The only the only thing that I can I, and I don't remember him I don't remember the draft I remember him on the Suns. The only thing I could ascertain is they saw a dude that played for an ACC school that was like six eight six nine like two hundred fifty pounds and figured, well we have Barkley right now maybe this will be the next Barkley. Clearly that did not work out. But anyway, we're calling them Malcolm Mackey Awards because again twenty seven games in the season, let's do it. The first of the Malcolm Mackey Awards is the MVP NDB. The MVP of the team this season, not Devin Booker. Which is appropriate, because if anybody other than Devin Booker is the full MVP of the team, whoever says that hasn't been watching the games. I see where you're going with that. I see where you're going with that. Okay, Paul. So who is your MVP NDB? My MVP NDB would be uh, one Ricky Rubio. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Makes a lot of sense. Yes. Yeah, I would hope. Are you gonna Are you gonna explain why? Or you're just gonna well, say? Well, I mean, you didn't ask me why, Justin. I'm just no, telling you. That's I'm, it. I'm just throwing out names. Throwing out names. You got to tell me why. I have to tell you why he's your MVP. Yes. No. Um. It's. I mean. It, it's simple if you watch the games. He's the guy. He's controlling the offense. He's playing pretty solid on defense. I mean, the assist-to-turnover ratio he's had this season is otherworldly, if it if it holds. And 
it's just, I mean, yeah, the shooting's not the greatest thing, but we knew that coming in. But everything else he brings to the table, it's, it's definitely been worth it for the signing. He's a good... Which chunk. was, of course, the worst signing of the offseason. Yes. <laughs> Thank you for reminding me of that. But, I mean, he... Probably because he didn't pass the eye test. <laughs> yeah. And how are the Utah Jazz doing with Mike Conley? <laughs> He's out for a number of games. I don't hear a whole lot about Donovan Mitchell anymore, either. Is that just me? Am I just not paying attention to the wrong people? The Jazz are disappointing. Even though they're still a playoff team, they are... Uh, people had high hopes for them to be like true contenders, and I think they've just kind of fallen off. I feel like at some point on this podcast, we... Plus, the Suns started winning, and like the whole... Devin Booker, Devin yep, yep. Booker, yep. like, that argument was kind of moo. Like a cow? Like a cow's opinion. It's moo. It doesn't matter. And I understand that you're quoting and referencing Friends, just like I understood the cousin, my cousin Vinny reference okay, earlier. I was anyway. Just, we've anyway. had conversations about your knowledge of pop culture. My cousin so, Vinny isn't pop culture. That's yes, a classic. Because it, a, it permeated pop culture. I don't, I don't even know what that means. It doesn't have to permeate pop culture to be a classic. Anyway, off topic, Paul. That's what we do. No, no, yes, but shut up. <laughs> I feel like on this podcast, after the Ricky Rubio signing, we commented about how the Jazz were going to falter, and we just took the entire heart and soul of that team, and I feel like we're right. We're right. Yeah. Note to self, and note to people listening... We're fanning right. The, fanning the flames, sneaky geniuses. Sneaky geniuses. Modest as well. Very modest. But no. Okay. Yeah. You, first you continue. I don't I think I cut you off. You were probably still going into other fantastic stuff about Ricky Rubio. I was going to go into more friends quotes. But uh, <laughs> But yeah, I mean he's been play, he's been playing really good this season. I mean, we the Suns started to struggle when he got injured and when he wasn't there to kind of really run the show mm-hmm. and since then, you know, he, he's come back, but with some of the other injuries that, you know, ha- haven't been able to get fully back on track the way I think the Suns would like to. But he's clearly makes such a major difference when he is on the court. And he also is, he's, he's such a leader. Like the way he, um, just the way he interviews and just the way he, um, you know, is a maestro on the court kind of conducting the offense. Yeah, and you know, I, I watch him play, and I, I hate making this comparison, but so yeah. many things he does on the court reminds me of Nash. Yeah. He, all the way to how he has that running scoop, the little, yeah, kind of flip scooping, layup. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, where he never truly gathers the ball. He just it. He just makes a smooth transition from a dribble to and a shot. Yeah, it's like it's not even like a, like a layup. It's just like weird outside, like hold it thing. Yeah, that's a hundred percent stolen from Nash. Yeah, and and it's it, it, that the you know dribbling the ball below and the hoop if nothing's like, there, just bringing bring it back, back out, yeah. and and you know obviously the vision in general as well. The leadership is definitely something that is important to the team. We went through not just one year but multiple years of not having a point guard that was a leader and that was suited for the position, especially considering the makeup well, of the team. The, the, one, the one time we had one, we made him the shooting guard. 
Cincinnati. Who are you talking about? Our mans. Our mans? The original dragon. I wasn't sure if you were talking about him or Bledsoe. He was the shooting guard. <laughs> but no, no, you're right. Bledsoe no, you're, was the point. You're, when... you're, you're absolutely right. And it's... But even... even maybe, I, Drogic, I could have seen kind of I mean, becoming a leader on the team. Yeah. Bledsoe was never a leader on the no. team. And I, I know you weren't really talking about him, but uh, Drogic, I don't think, really got to the point where... He wasn't in a position where he could or needed to be a leader. It wasn't like there was a bunch of young guys in the team, especially once they had that fortuitous or not-so-fortuitous season Yeah, where they decided they were going to try to rebuild as opposed... Or, excuse me, reload as opposed to rebuild. Um, but he just never really had to bring that out. And I don't... I, to be honest, I haven't really paid enough attention to him out in Miami to know whether he really blossomed into a leader. I feel like that team, similarly, he never really had to. But Rubio certainly has come in and, as it seems, has demanded the attention and received the attention of the younger players. And when you have a guy like that who has played professionally as long as he has, has been in the league as long as he has, and is still performing at a very high level, again, the shooting's not there, but like you said, that's not unexpected. He's averaging, I believe, the most assists per game he's averaged in his career so far. I believe so. I mean, I'm a, and I'm assuming the assist to turnover ratio is the best he's ever had. But yeah, I mean, yeah, no, it is. Sorry, I was just looking really quickly. I mean, he's averaging the yes, he's averaging the least turnovers he has in his career and the most assists. So I think your logic is airtight. <laughs> airtight. Air Irrefutable. Tight. That is CPA logic, if you will. It's math. Um, but the, uh, I just totally lost my train of thought what I was going to say about Rubio right there. Um, I mean, we could talk about his fantastic hair and how he, whenever he ties his ponytail, everybody Actually, swoons a little bit. <laughs> Actually, oh, I know what I was going to say. Another thing we said on this podcast, I don't want to say it was me, but I'm pretty sure it was me predicted in our bold predictions before the season that he would average 10 assists per game. He's at nine and a half. He's got a shot. He's got a shot. He's got a shot. He's what, I think he's like third, like third or fourth in the yep. NBA yep. In, in assists per game. So, I mean, that, that's, you know, it, it's, it's funny how coming up out of a system like he was in Utah that really wasn't designed to maximize his game, people assumed he wasn't going to get back. It, it's also, I hate to, hate to bring him back to it, but it's kind of reminiscent of Nash again. We're like coming, at, coming out of Dallas. I mean, yes, Nash was an all-star. But, I mean, his all-star stats weren't that spectacular. To be fair, his MVP stats weren't exactly jump off the page issue either. Right. If I recall correctly. Right. But he was also, he was... That he, was a weird... He passed the eye test. He passed the eye test. I'm never going to... Like, I'm never letting go of this eye <laughs> test thing. This is going to be a thing for the rest of my life. My wife can thank all of you Suns fans someday. Okay. I'll be like, look, I know you clean the house, but it's really not passing the eye test, sweetie. <laughs> Too much? Too much? Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> uh, okay. Hey, how about this? Let's, let's move off of your pick. 
Yes. Because we have more. We have more Malcolm Mackey awards mm-hmm. to hand Many out. Many more. Many more. Okay, three more. Three more. But uh, I, I'm happy you took that much time because I, I frankly uh, took down some notes about my thoughts on some of them. Well, but I didn't do MVP, NDB for some reason. Quick, quick tangent, but related tangent. So, if any of you listeners have ideas for awards for the Ed Pinkney awards for later this season 54 yes ah nice <laughs> anyway go on um if there's a- after we're done with this because like you said we only have four awards you know we did kind of just come up with this 25 minutes ago if there's any other awards you would like us to add hit us up on twitter hit us up in the comments let us know we'll take notes and maybe your word award will be part of ed pickney in another 27 games. I would wait, though, a little bit, because if we do it soon, we'll forget. Yeah. Definitely forget. All right, let's move yeah. on. I'm not even going to chime in on the MVP NDB, because, like I said, I didn't you write agree. it down. Next, best newcomer, no clever name, for the, by the way, and MVP NDB, that's the only one we came up with, like a little clever acronym. Yeah. Um, best newcomer. You get this one. I am going to take this one, because I actually thought about it for three minutes. Ricky Rubio. Aaron Baines. Aaron Baines. Because it's newcomer to the team, right? We didn't, we didn't discuss parameters of this. Yes, newcomer okay. to the team. Yeah. Newcomer to the team. Look. Best beard in the league. Best, oh, man. You know what? That beard haircut combo. Way we, better than his old beard it's haircut solid, combo. It's solid, dude. It's solid. It's solid. It's mm. solid. I'm going to go on this tangent really quick. I was looking through my phone before we started recording, and I have these really, really old notes that I had taken from like 2017 when we, first, when we first started this. this podcast. I had a worst hair in the league thing. I don't think we ever talked about it. I had Aaron Baines in there. I hope he never hears that because I feel like he. It was the worst hair in the league. So at least I was right. But anyway, so Aaron Baines, yes. Aaron Baines, for me, best newcomer. Uh, ultimately, coming in. We talked about this on the pod yeah. after he was traded for, that a guy can shoot the three, and the guy can shoot the three, and he's doing yeah. it with volume this year. He's shooting 38.5% from deep. I think we can all very clearly see the difference that this team uh, has on the defensive side when he's not playing, particularly when... The starting center was Frank Kaminsky, uh, but you see, you see those. You see, I, I think his just his overall demeanor and toughness has rubbed off on the team, kind of like Kelly Oubre. The guy can take last a year. And my next point was, homeboy is where in the league, Paul? Where does he rank in t- charges taken this year? Top of the heap. Close. Remember, he's missed nine games. This is true. He is third in the league. And charges taken. He's taken 11. I feel like he's taken more than 11, but that's Seems what the like numbers that. say. Well, because because ha- there are a lot of charges out there that are being called as blocks because after the stupid Steph Curry thing... Yeah, in reality, he's probably taken 34 charges, I'm guessing, approximately. Um, but yeah, he's, he's, he's third in the league in charges taken behind... <laughs> I'm not going to ask you to guess this, but Montrez Harrell and, and Moritz Wagner. 
Oh, Mo Wagner. Yeah, 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 yeah. Who both have he, seventeen. Like he's on. Uh, he's on Wizards, right? Yep, and he's hurt right now. But anyway, probably from taking a charge. Uh, but yeah. Uh, How many games Bates, did Baines miss? Nine. He missed nine games. Is really that games. many? Yep, he has wow. missed nine games. He would be about. He'd probably be about seventeen. Yeah, I, I I would agree. I think he would probably be about be seventeen. Close. And he's also, in case you didn't realize, you know, averaging thirteen and a half. Charges in a basketball play. All right, Jesus Christ. Allow me to angrily sip water really quick while 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 uh, while I let that one sink in. Um, but he's averaging thirteen and a half a game as well which is more than doubling his previous career high of 6.6 points per game. So he's come in and filled the role. Well, we expected him to fill a role. These are the shooting the three, the toughness. That's all stuff we expected, but the extent to which he's doing it, and and maybe to a certain degree it's by force because Aiton was suspended for those 25 games, but I don't think anybody expected him to get to where he has been now he's fallen off and i'm hoping and i'm assuming it's because he's not fully there yet health wise but I, it's a, but probably we'll a little bit of that but it's also when he they did bring him back at least particularly this last time because it was getting so close to eight and returning they just had him go straight to the bench mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they didn't bring him back in as a starter which i agree i agreed with the move because you know that's gonna be his get him role. back in the get, yeah. get him acclimated to that role. So it's not him getting acclimated to a new role at the same time. Aiton's getting right. acclimated to the right. team. So I agreed with that. And um, but being on the bench, he is not playing with our MVP NDB as much. Correct. Or or our. MVP N N D B not not, not, not Devin <laughs> right no absolutely and, true. and the point guard position on the, the backup point guard position has been very fluid and at least it's not the starting point guard position being very fluid right but <laughs> hey baby steps baby, baby steps, steps yeah is that it are you done with that then I think so let's yeah. move on let's actually. Take, Take a quick break. break, and then we're going to hit the last two Malcolm Mackey Awards, and then do other stuff after that. Perhaps. Perhaps. Mayhaps. The next Malcolm Mackey Award is for the biggest disappointment. Do you have any idea where I'm going with this one? As long as you don't say Robert Sarver, I'm cool. Not By the, the way, hold on, wait. Interjection. Back to Brightside Night, the Suns were, do- were were matching donations, supposedly up until what last Friday, something like that. And yeah, they've extended it, and they are continuing to match donations, as far as I know, up until today at least, and probably continuing. I think all the way through. If, if I understand it correctly, they are matching donations up until we're not taking donations anymore. Point being, Robert Sarver is a goddamn angel. Okay, Paul, okay. biggest disappointment, go. Well, I'm gonna, I've, actually, I've got two. Oh, jeez. Of, of course you do. No, I've got two. I've got the on-court one and the off-court one. And clearly, 
The off-court one is, I'm going to be quick about it, it's DeAndre Ayton. Okay. He, he, he got suspended for 25 games. It's a, dis, it's a huge disappointment. He's got he's owned up to it, I guess, as best as you can right. in those situations. But at the same time, he missed 25 games. Right. You know, that's 25 valuable games of minutes and points and rebounds and all these things that Suns could be in a much better position record-wise if he had been playing during that time. Right. Fair. On the court, in those 25 games, in those 27 games for the season, Tyler Johnson. Mm. Okay. He was... When, he, when we traded for him last year, he was... Until he got injured... He was, even though his stats weren't great, he made the team better when he was on the court. That is not true this year, and his stats are worse. Right. It's like, he's useless on the court. It sucks. I'm, I'm sorry. I kind of liked him as, theoretically in that position, and based on his you know, previous career, getting back to that bench role, being that combo guard, you know, who could, you know, bring the ball up or play off ball. I think he seemed like he would be a really good backup to Booker in that position. And even like some Ruby, I mean, we all talked about it. We're like, okay, he's going to be the floating like third guard. Exactly. You know, play. He could cover both roles. Exactly. That not happened. I mean, he's fallen out of the rotation I mean, for good reason. I mean, not that the other guys have really, any of the guys have kind of taken those minutes for the most part, really, truly stepped up and secured it. Um, But, you know, the other thing that's hurting, though, is his trade value. I mean, granted, for all intents and purposes, whatever the Suns were going to use him for, it was, it's the value of his contract and getting that off the books more so than the value of him as a player. Unless we were going to potentially trade him for a player who's also on an expiring deal. But, you know, that tra- that if some big-time crazy-ass Carl Anthony Town says, fuck it, I'm out of Minnesota deal comes along in the next couple weeks, that, that contract's not really going to be useful. And unfortunately, because of the way the cap is, it does... It, we need to use it now. Honestly, because once we get into the offseason and it's off the books, the way this, the cap is structured, it doesn't help the Suns as much. Sure. Nearly it. Well, I mean, I don't know you need to use it now. I mean, you cannot use it. Ideally, use it this season, yeah. of course. But uh, I, if you're going to make a splash, that splash, you the benefit of that contract goes, obviously goes away at the end of this season. Right, and I think that you know they, they, they brought him on I don't think the Suns have brought him on expecting him to do a whole lot. Um, they expected him to be competent, and, and I feel like he's barely been I, that. I, 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 I kind of feel like it was more that's a chip that we can have if we choose and or want to use it when we can. It, well, it, but it they had that in Ryan Anderson. Like, Brian Anderson couldn't even get on the you court. just call him Brian Anderson? I call him Brian Anderson. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Close, I, close my head me. said Ryan Anderson. What came out of my mouth might have been something different. Uh, uh, uh. It is late. It is late. Eh, Part of the course. Um, I don't remember was Anderson's contract seventeen a year. Isn't isn't that what his? Isn't that what uh, Anderson's Tyler's contract? Was? I think was technically bigger. Um, I think they might 
the guarantee, like if you were going to like waive him, was less. But I think dollars wise, it was either very close or bigger. Um, but you know he couldn't get on the court at all, and now we're kind of dealing with the same thing with Tyler Johnson. So we'll see how it goes. But yeah, that's to me that's the biggest disappointment of the year. You know, of guys who are have had actually played legitimate and minutes. And that's fair. I mean, I, I, I won't disagree with you there. Because this might lead into the biggest surprise of the year, which I'll cover next, but they're... Okay, the Suns have only... The Suns have, won, of the, the, of the, the the Suns have won, what, 11 games? Um, so 11 and 16. Yeah. But there's there haven't been a whole lot of disappointments yeah and I say that we're being a like, little nitpicky yeah I mean it's it's a team that has has Honestly, gone through a lot of adversity this year and has over the past decade been horrible Honestly, the biggest disappointment for the team as a whole is we got out to su- they got out to such a hot start and then because of injuries and other factors you know have really slowed down and we all came in a lot of most Suns fans came into the season being like, oh, low to mid-30s would be a, a solid win for a season. Mm-hmm. and then But then we're like, oh, no, it's playoffs. And now we're like, if we don't Play- make it. Playoffs? I was, I was talking title, man. Buy my tickets to the finals after game three. That's you. <laughs> <laughs> I am the optimistic one. <laughs> but, you know, that now it's like the idea of playoffs has like, seriously gotten into our brains and like we're watching it slip away and then that could turn what in all likelihood should be a successful season because we're already well ahead of where we were like to be even to have the end of the season be even remotely close to where we ended last season it would have to be a disastrous back half like historically disastrous back half so it's already a success of a season, but because that carrot from the beginning of the season where we were, you know, second in the conference at one point, I think, standings-wise, like, it's only five games in, but it's like, hey, we're second in the conference. Right, right, right. <laughs> you know, that kind of, we're so desperate for that kind of success that we latched onto it, and then the team struggles. That's, like, the disappointment, but that's just because... We're desperate. Well, this, it's, not it's, 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 it's ironic that you say that. Because your biggest disappointment is my biggest surprise. My biggest surprise is the team as a whole this year. And I get where you're coming from. I understand that they came out of the gates flaming. They were, they, they were looking like they were going to set the world on fire. They fell back to earth a little bit. But... Again, we're 11 and 16 right now. Yeah. The Suns didn't win their 11th game until January 12th last year. I feel like it, I know that's accurate, but it felt like it was so much later. Right. Well, they were like, I believe they were like 11 and 30. 30 yeah. Or something <laughs> like that. It's, it's, that's a month is a lot of time in a lot of NBA games. Right. So they're, like you said, far ahead of schedule. And I don't take it as a disappointment. I take that as a positive. Because they've done it all without Aiton for all but two games. Mm -hmm. For all but one and three quarters games. 
They've done it with Baines missing nine games. They've done it with Rubio missing what, five games, six so. games. They've done it with Booker missing three games. Maybe more. It's a contusion. It's just a contusion. Just a bruise. It's just a bruise. <laughs> Uh, and, and, but it's on a shooting hand. But they're but they're but they're doing it through all that adversity, and you know it, it makes me think back to early in the season when when they 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 were still above five hundred. Uh, El Amin Hassan was on. Doug Amin El Hassan. Yeah, what, you that? said El Amin Hassan. What I oh, Amin, oh, Amin, Amin El Hassan. Whatever. <laughs> I I I. I do not like that guy, so I really don't care if I said his name wrong, frankly. But I, I remember he was on Doug and Wolf, and he said that he doesn't, he won't really believe in the Suns until they go through adversity. And this is after they had, I believe, just, I think Baines had just missed his first game injured. Aiton was already suspended, and I'm like, they're already going through adversity. And then he's like, you can't change a culture in, you know, a month. And Wolf was like, "What do you mean? You absolutely can." Uh, but 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 point being, this team, this organization, as they are right now, is night and day different from last year. Yeah. And even though they got the expectations up a little bit, maybe up a lot, when they came out of the gates super hot, I don't think that takes away from what this team, what James Jones, what what. I almost said Earl Watson. Oh my God, Monty Williams has done this because we were reading that thing. Or what, what were we reading earlier? I, I read something. Oh, my notes. Yeah, teams <laughs> buying into Earl Watson. <laughs> Ooh, by the way, I am way too optimistic. Maybe I, I think I might have had this realization today. But the teams buying in there, and and we're seeing we're seeing the change in circumstance. You know, last episode a month ago, like like Trey said, yeah, you got to be patient. This is going to take time. They came out and gave us a little bit of a tease at the beginning of the season, but don't let that distract from what this team is accomplishing. When you look at where we've been, right, and look at what we've expected this team to be this year, and again, you bring up playoffs and you bring up playoffs slipping away. I'm not saying they're gone. I know, and I I don't think I don't think we need to even have the minds that they're slipping away yet. I'm gonna sit here. I'm gonna work under the assumption that this team is going to go on a run. I don't, I don't want to say go runs. on a run, but I'm going to say start to regain some health. Aiton is going to get integrated into this system. Because let's also remember that not only did not only is Aiton only entering his second year of professional basketball, not only is Aiton still 20 years old? Yeah, I think so. In that ballpark? This is a new coach. This is a new system. So it's not like oh he he missed a, these games a lot of new teammates. and he is a lot of new teammates. It's not like oh he missed these games and he should just be able to seamlessly get back in because he's used to this. This yeah. is still all learning, and I I get that he was there during practice and he's not completely away from the team. But granted, I've never played NBA basketball, but I'm going to assume game speed and practice speed are a little bit different. Yeah. So uh, there there is still a lot of things that this team needs to do to really get to where they can be. And considering that and looking at where they are, yeah, that's, to me, the biggest surprise. Anyway, let's get towards wrapping this up. Yes, 
And yes. let's let's run through as we like to do at the end of these episodes. The next few games, and I believe Paul, you are up, sir. All right. Win, loss, by how much, and then we'll close out this show. So next four games. First starting tomorrow. At OKC. At OKC. I'm gonna say it's a close win. How close? Under five. Okay. I wonder what the spread is. I'll have to check that. I bet it's I'm gonna say the spread, I don't know, Aiton, potential booker. Okay. I th- that's okay. That's with the hope that Booker is back. Okay. Understood. <laughs> Understood. Uh, I say win by 13. Okay. Okay. <laughs> back to back. Saturday night. Rockets at home. At our home, Phoenix. At our home. Uh, that, again, that's another tough one. Cause I feel like the Suns have, after the last game against the Rockets, I mm-hmm. think. You know, that one was a little chippy. Um, I think they've got... Uh, well put. Um, you know, they've got a little revenge on their mind. Right. But it is the Rockets, and the Rockets are a very good team. Right. That's an important part. <laughs> and, you know, you know, maybe Aiton will be back. I doubt it. Because like, if he's out for... If he's sit And back-to-back, I doubt he's going to be back from a sprained ankle already. Um, right. May, and, why, um, and, and in a game like that... Yeah, you don't know. I'm going to call that one a loss. Okay. Bye. Seven. Hmm, okay. Win by six. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to stop. Next game, Mon- Monday? I don't have it in front of me. I just have the games. Yeah, Monday, because Tuesday's Christmas Eve, right? They're not playing Christmas Eve. Right. Monday, Nuggets at TSA. Monday, Nuggets at TSA. Lost by four. Okay. It's not... It's, this, isn't, this isn't helping us getting back into that playoff race. This is a tough stretch. Hey, this is where we get healthy. Just let the guys sit for a little bit. Let Booker... Let Booker's contusion heal up. Let Aiton's ankle... Is Booker's contusion contuse? <laughs> reminds me of The Office. Like, I fell and I have a protuberance. I don't think that's a real medical thing. Uh, last game that I'll give you. All right. The 27th, a week from today as we sit here and record at the most injured team in the NBA, the Golden State Warriors. I'll call that one a win. It's probably a good call. I, I'm, I'm hoping that Aiton will be back by then and the, and the Warriors just like legitimately suck. Yeah, I so. mean, I... I I would almost. I mean, I hope. I hope it's not a trap game. I hope they don't play down to their opponent, which young teams tend to do. I would say I'm going to take the opposite approach and say, let's go load management with Booker and Aiton and just let them sit that game. You still win. (laughs) Yeah, I'm okay with that. All right. Well, that was fun. That was fun. So you're you're at two two and two. Yeah. That's pretty optimistic for you. I'll take it. I'll take it. Hopefully, you're four and zero. <laughs> yeah, clearly, obviously. <laughs> Don't restate the obvious, Paul. All right. So, I mean, I now want we did them that. to win every game. Yeah, I'll, of course. Now that we've got that, well, let's go ahead and wrap this episode up. Uh, Paul, any last thoughts? I mean, we've been away for a month. Do you have anything else to say? 
please feel free, but keep it short because I'm tired. It's late. Um, this is running just, long. Just ish. Just want to remind everybody, um, Brightside Night. I talked about it at the top of the hour. Um, but yeah, go to brightsidetosun.com, click on the link, uh, buy some tickets, help some kids go uh, check out their first baseball, basketball game. Absolutely, yes. Brightside Night, hit that up. Be there. We'll be Nine there. Right? We're going, right? We, we're, we're, we're going. going. We're, we're going. going. Yeah, we in. I'm like, we're going? Because I Venmoed you. I'm assuming I got a ticket for that, right? <laughs> it wasn't just, okay. Yeah. So yeah. We'll, we'll be yeah, there. We'll get him in the mail. Paul will buy you a beer if, if you come up and say yeah. hi to him. Yeah, Paul will do it. I committed him to it. It's it's. Set I'll buy stone. a beer for you one can person. Have a sip. <laughs> one person gets one beer. It's gonna be like church, and I'm gonna like wipe the rim. <laughs> and that's that would be the weirdest, creepiest thing ever. Anyway, okay. So let's wrap this episode up. Um, as we always say here on Fanning the Flames, again, we appreciate you listening. You can find me on Twitter. I'm at so says J Paul. Uh, Dervish of World. The pod is at Fan the Flames NBA. And mention it one more time since we haven't done it in three years. We can be found on brightsideofthesun.com. <laughs> and until next time, depending on when you're listening, have yourself a good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Pika, pika. You have to stop it now. <laughs> I'm not used to this part. Swanning, saying-